eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, allegedly MLS. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. Primarily, though, leave us a comment. You can give us a review. That's cool. But we want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from when did we sign own goal to we'll drink your coffee, you traitor, Freddie Montero. Oh, but I would go ahead. I, I would drink his coffee. Yeah, who's a uh, who would you say is our most popular response so far this year? To this day, Obafemi Martins is still in the lead. Um, which I get it, I get it. But I would I would have expected there to be a little bit more diversity. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let's backtrack. Hold on. Where is Freddie Montero's coffee shop? Uh, I don't think it's open yet, but it's going to be on like 65th in the Roosevelt District. What? District neighborhood. District neighborhood. I wish it was in Snohomish. That'd be much more convenient for me, Montero. You'd betray me again. Ah, uh, yes, Snohomish, the hip urban uh, downtown population suitable for Freddie Montero. If you have, if you have to put an uh in there when you're burning me, your burn is diminished, jerk. Yeah, I burn. I, yeah, it was bad. It was very bad. I'm sorry. Okay, good. We're we're good. We're all good. Um, it has been uh, so long since we last podcasted, and I feel like you have missed so much um and you specifically greg are not not people who are listening you don't yeah, let me i don't know the what the hell is so going on last time i watched seattle sounders fc they were freddie montero was starting it <laughs> forward and we were going on to our fourth <laughs> u.s open cup uh, shallery joseph was somewhere in the lineup um <clears throat> yeah no what what's that what exactly he was, he was never in the lineup <laughs> Except for in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a case of we don't have the combined technology between you and I to be able to pull this off when I'm not here. And so we just kind of got stuck with like a huge, long summer. I've been telling everyone it's been a summer break. In other sports, like in Euro- Europe and places, they have like a summer recess there, a-, a break for vacation, for holiday. And I just went ahead and took that. Yeah, that's I mean, you deserve it for having a baby, I feel like. Thank uh, you. Congrats on, you know giving birth i did not do any of the birthing I, I, <laughs> I know boy i saw it though and that is the business end of life let me tell you 
this week, the still 10th Seattle Sounders FC take on the they should make a matching sleeping cap Vancouver Whitecaps in a battle for the actual Cascadia Cup. Uh, which is the battle for the actual Cascadia Cup is the same thing we talked about last time. It, it was against the Timbers. Um, the Sounders, by the way, are not still 10th. They are, in fact, 6th place right behind Portland and right Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When I left, they were in 5th, okay? <laughs> and based on the internet, which has only rarely lied to me, Seattle's been doing pretty great, I think, okay? So how? let's break this down. Help me understand what went on and then how we're actually worse off in the standings than we were when I left. It doesn't add right. up to me. You, you deserve an explanation. Um, the Sounders have won nine straight, setting an MLS record for wins. Wait, nine? For straight, yeah, yep. I thought they, it was eight. No, oh I think God. it's nine, which is a lot. So here's what happened. Here's what here's what's happened since you've been gone. Okay, okay I'll give you. I'll give since it to you. Since you've real been quick. gone. Oh, Kelly Clarkson nailed um, it. Seattle beats Portland. Uh, their first win in Portland since 2014, uh, scored by an own goal. <laughs> uh, so congrats. Sounders and Kim Kihi who forced the own goal. Yeah, uh, and then Clint Dempsey retires. Yeah, dude, I'm straight up on vacation. I have no idea where. I'm somewhere in the middle of Europe, and I get a message from you at God knows what time. I don't even understand. You were at work or something like that, and you're like, "Dude, Clint Dempsey just retired." I was like, "Dude, I'm in Europe. I don't care." But then it like sunk in for me. I was like, "Oh, I kind of do care." Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird to think that. Uh, that not only I mean outside of just his Sounders tenure as a soccer player, which is uh, one of the best to have ever worn the Sounders crest, to have uh, tied the record for the most goals scored in a season, uh, or sorry, most goals scored uh, as a Sounder. Um, he the the his illustrious time playing with Obafemi Martins to um, scoring all of the crazy ass goals that he scored against Colorado and all of the different things that he's done. Um, on top of his awesome premier league career and the other exactly. stupid teams that he played for in, in MLS and he had to be and all of the important goals he scored for the USA. And he had to be teammates with Chad Barrett who drinks pickle juice. So, I mean like he's been through a lot and succeeded <laughs> at a high level. Uh, uh, it's, true story. it's just, it's insane. It is a true story. Apparently, it helps with sweating because he sweats so much. Yeah, it's hard to keep I, the nutrients going, and pickle juice is full of the stuff that plants crave. I bet you Chad Barrett was stoked when he found out about like the Seven Eleven pickle juice slushies or whatever. Those is that are. a real thing? It was a real thing Damn. for a little bit. Are you pickle juice or no? Uh, I don't do pickles, so I would imagine what? that I'm not going to enjoy. Get a hipster, are you? You don't eat pickles. You should be making your own. Uh, I liked pickles before they were pickles. I only eat cucumbers. Okay, that's fair. I accept your joke. That's good. That's good. Um, you call me the hipster. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fair. I get it. Like, I, I'll own that. Uh, Clint Dempsey retires. Seattle beats Fartland. Uh, yeah. It, so, and, and not to mention all of the times that Clint Dempsey just dunked on Portland. So, uh, thank you, thank you for that career. But mostly, thanks for dunking. I on would Portland. straight up keep his contract open and bring him back just to play Fartland. Like, just like. <laughs> Three times a year, Cascadia matches. There's Clint Dempsey on the sideline. Do you have Do you have a favorite Clint Dempsey uh, memory? Oh man, I guess I don't. I'm so terrible at this stuff because I've had plenty of time to think about this because you notified me of it like weeks ago, and then I never really thought about it. And I wasn't here for all the celebration stuff. So yeah, I I don't know. Like I really like the stuff that I mean, off the field. I guess is what I 
remember him for the most. That picture of him hanging out with that kid that's in the locker room now where the, the poor yeah, kid has yeah. passed since. Like, God, like what a great dude. What awesome character that he is. Um, I, I appreciate all the times that he denied us for an interview. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I think from from tearing up the red the referee's notebook oh, in the U.S. Obvious. Open Cup and getting yeah, suspended from the from that to yelling to a crowd over the microphone that no longer can Portland say um, yeah about yeah and then and, and from him scoring a hat trick and tying Portland in a four four game in Portland. Uh, there's so many to choose from, uh, but all Clint Dempsey ever wanted to do was score goals and go fishing. Yeah, man, he's got, those fish should be trembling now. It's no and, longer and Fartland. He's all out of goals. Yeah, Fartland doesn't have to worry about anything. It's the largemouth bass now. So Clint Dempsey retires. Uh, the Sounders honor him with a uh, big, great going away so ceremony weird. before they go beat Sporting Kansas City three to one. Who they beat? They beat Sporting Kansas City one more time. Sporting, sporking, sporking Kansas we, City. They they beat the sporks. Sporking Kansas City. They beat the sporks three to one, and even got an own goal in there. So <laughs> wait a second, back to back own goals. <laughs> yeah, own goal scores uh, two matches in a row, and I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure they scored in the match before Portland as well. That's a th- um, that's a third so highest so, scoring Sounder. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that I I feel like the Sounders have acknowledged it themselves that they should probably create a goal gif uh, for Twitter at this point <laughs> okay um, so all right so that's really big in terms of the season nine in a row you said a big win against fartland a big win against sporking kansas city dempsey's out we kind of saw that coming so i still don't understand how seattle <laughs> has slipped a spot in the standings uh it's it's it's, it's well, math, greg it's math okay it's math yeah so portland had a couple games uh if you remember uh sounders had not played as many games as portland uh, Portland has finally caught up with the amount of games that they've played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing a game over the international break. No, I guess my point is more big picture. It's not necessarily like the nitty gritty, the details of this. It's the idea that this team that had some pretty big must win games that last time we were podcasting a month ago or whatever, like that we kept joking about how these are big must win games. And like now you really see that, damn, Western Conference is not as bad as it was last year, at least in terms of it's competitive at the top at the end of the season. And without some of these wins that they had to get nine in a row, that like totally separates them from the garbage that's at the bottom of the West, like the San Jose's and the Colorado's. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, basically, you have everybody in the West taking points from each other at this point. For, do you remember a, a while back, uh, quite a few weeks back, we talked about how in order to make the playoffs, the Sounders were second from last in the Western Conference. And we said in order to make the playoffs, the Sounders need to average at least two points per game. Yeah, 1.8, from goals, here on yeah, out. 1.8 points per game. Since we talked about the <laughs> the Sounders have averaged three points per game. <laughs> oh, What? Yeah, uh, because the Sounders have won every game since we talked about that. No one's even going to stat check you on that. Everyone's just going to believe you. No one's going to go back and listen to this garbage again. <laughs> uh, so the, the the they are just uh, on fire right now. So in this game, uh, it, it's it, the Sounders are hot at the right time. It's the same thing that they've done for the last couple of years. Brian Schmetzer swears uh, that it is not by design, um, but the Sounders of course cannot- it's not stop winning oh yeah nobody's nobody's going to i'll tell you what we'll um, do we'll make it really hard mid-season for us to win and all the fans will hate us and we'll all be questionable on our jobs and then we'll show them 
Okay, we'll 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 get to some more of that. So first, let's uh, let's talk about some more stuff that you missed that okay. was big. Yeah. Chad Marshall in the Sporting Kansas City game got red carded. Uh, in between, so then after that, we find out that Miami uh, Sound Machine. Why are we calling them that? You know, you're too young for this. The Miami Sound Machine was uh, was it Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Oh, so I will be forever calling the Miami Sound Machine. You will just have oh, to so- deal with that. So, uh, Miami Sound Machine announced their new crest and colors. It's uh, two not flamingos. They are they are herons and um, herons on heroin. <laughs> herons, her- heroines on herons, and uh, their colors are black and pink. Uh, we find that out. Great, good. See you in 2020, Beckham uh, Sound Machine. That's an official then, team, right? That's not. It's no longer speculation. It's officially launched. Oh, it is definitely. It is definitely happening. They're planning their new stadium. Um, so, they then, have all- so then, of course, when you announce a Miami Sound Machine, you have to get disco together. <laughs> and so, yeah, you do. And so, disco, uh, uh, which looks a lot like the village people, gets together. And- disco is actually the disciplinary committee of the MLS. Of right. MLS. And the disciplinary committee is comprised of some league people, some team people uh, who play, for, who are, you know, in other teams. And a neutral third party who nobody knows who it is. I think somebody knows who it is. I don't know who it is. But anyway, they come together and they look at Chad Marshall's red card and they go, "Get out of here! That's not a red card." Uh, even after using VAR to no, award no, 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 the no. red card, that's not how it went at all. They were like, "We heard that you made Clint Dempsey retire. <laughs> red card rescinded." <laughs> we're gonna give that red card to Clint Dempsey instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can't retire because he just got a five ba- match ban. <laughs> Ew. You are banned for one additional retirement. <laughs> you must re-retire in front of all these people, you idiot. Every time somebody talks about giving Clint Dempsey a red card, he appears in front of them and claps in their face. <laughs> now, okay, so wait, the, the jokes aside, okay, Chad Marshall gets a red card in a match. Then we're like, great, are we going to miss? Uh, it's preposterous, I'm guessing, as well. I haven't seen the clips. It's like so, a... Uh, it, it, if you look at one specific freeze frame from this from this play, you would say, "Oh, of course, absolutely, that is by no question that is a red card." Obviously, the referee awarded it. Um, the referee, to his credit, did go to VAR. He did not call it originally. Then he went to VAR, came back, and awarded a red card to Chad Marshall. Awarded like the same way that I award my toilet with poops. Um, <laughs> So, so even on the broad, so on the broadcast, so, so did he just hold his butthole up to the screen, or like I don't <laughs> understand what happens? Uh, so on the broadcast, even so, first of all, it was the uni- it was the uh, Univision guys who do like the the rare off games that ESPN and Fox don't do. So it's it, it was so at first they see the play and they're like, oh no way is that a red card? And then the guy comes out and give gives a red card and they're like, obviously this is a red card. The ref got this spot on as if like they have to be right no matter what happens. Uh, but every other every other broadcast that we watch, every other professional soccer player who saw the saw the replay of what had happened said there's no no way that that's even a foul, let alone a red card. So, so sensibly disco they gets let together. It yeah, right. Well, and what's crazy is that uh even with video review, which is supposed to remove mistakes like this, the disciplinary the disciplinary committee gets together and says, No, that's not a red card, and then they take it away. So Chad Marshall is available for the next game, which is this weekend against Vancouver. Well, okay, good. 
I guess I, I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping up with everything here, but I'm, that's good. Good job, disco. I never thought I would say that in my life, but <laughs> we <what>? love disco. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but um, other things that happened. Uh, former sounder DeAndre Edlin scored a goal in the Premier League. Hey, right on. That's great. I mean, I, I, if we were in another segment, I'd give him hi. It was into his own net, though. Oh, well, you know how that goes. Garbage. He did uh, during that goal. Well, actually, before that, he did get an assist, and he elbowed uh, Giroud right in the face, so he's my kind of guy. What? You? How can you say such a thing about Olivier Giroud? I don't care. He's so handsome, Brandon. I know. He is very handsome. My Wait, God. He's, he's too handsome. He is too handsome, which is why... Uh, that guy is he, my he height and my weight, only muscle. <laughs> I'm about 400 Belgian beers of beer belly, and that guy is like, I only eat, I don't know, whatever he eats, French lettuce. <laughs> and baguettes. French lettuce. <laughs> French lettuce only. Thank you. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a strain of weed. <laughs> I, you, you don't know if it is or not. It could be. It probably is. If it is not, it will be, to, because that we definitely have a huge contingent of weed farming listeners. Okay. Um. Then former sounder DeAndre Edlin scores a goal in the Premier League, except it, this time it was in the other team's net. So way to go, DeAndre Edlin. Hey, that's his first goal in Premier League play ever. It's also the first American goal to be scored in the Premier League since Jeff Cameron in 2014. I listened to Men and Blazers as well, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you listen to the one uh, yesterday with uh, Shad Khan? Or, no, no, uh, not yet. I, uh, oh, it's very good. I've you been out of town. That's what, uh-huh. you, you know, I always say this is my third favorite soccer podcast. <laughs> you can start guessing what the other ones are. <laughs> the other two soccer podcasts. <laughs> Roger Bennett came on my morning show once upon a time. You were there to help escort him, and he had to ask you what my name was. That's hilarious. <laughs> but a uh, huge fan of his work and his, uh, his writing specifically. So clever. And so to have him have a podcast that I can listen to where he just waxes poetic about stuff is fantastic. I wish I was half the writer he was. But anyway. I um, do remember sprinting around to make him a very bad cup of coffee <laughs> he's like i mean he's lived in america long enough although he is in seattle he gets like the war we have like worst office coffee ever <laughs> okay um okay all of that said the uh then the usa go and lose to brazil in a friendly but nobody really cares because the only person on the team that they could name was deandre yedlin um <laughs> and and then really the only reason people know that deandre yedlin was playing because afterward the headline of the story wasn't that the usa lost to brazil two to nothing it was because uh neymar and the ref or yedlin and the ref were making got together to make fun of neymar's diving in the world cup <laughs> it was and it was glorious too. Like, did you not watch him in the World Cup? This guy is terrible. Yeah, and Neymar's so polarizing, man, because he's so great. But by God, get off the ground, you loser! Yeah, no. yeah. Okay, so Brandon, we're not going to do man of the match because it would obviously obviously be own goal for the participation <laughs> over the the biggest scoring streak right now for Seattle Sounders. It's own goal, which is pretty awesome. Hi, garbage. Hi, garbage. Hi. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. It's who's hot, who's garbage. It's who's hot garbage. I don't even know. I don't even know how to do my own show anymore, dude. Okay, cool. It's been too long. Well, let's start with hot. Uh, hot nine in a row. Hot. Yeah, man. Seattle winning nine in a row. I like went out of town and like t- 
Like, it's so hard being nine hours ahead to try and follow whatever's going on here. I'm like, at, I'm at like some giant, like, thousand year old castle in the middle of Belgium, and I get a notification to come back and hear that it's nine in a row, man. I was like, hi. That's awesome. However, garbage. Oh, uh, sh- <laughs> Garbage. We've been saying nine in a row, but you were right. It is only eight in a row. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna just go ahead and go ahead and promote that. Hot garbage. Dang it! Also, hot asshole. garbage. What I assume Ziggy Schmidt eats. Hot garbage. <laughs> Uh, hot garbage, hot garbage is us doing this podcast ever after having not done this podcast for three weeks. People getting mad on the internet after anything happens. It's this week in fan outrage. I guess it's not really this week. It's just these several weeks. Uh, what, do you, what do you got for me? The last three weeks in fan outrage. Uh, basically, just give me I the won't... bullet points here. We don't have to go into the specifics. The, the ballpoint being uh, the fan outrage after Chad Marshall's red card was so choice and it was everywhere. Every analyst, every broadcaster, um, except for those two guys on Univision, every person who's ever watched soccer in their entire <laughs> life that wasn't a fan of Sporting Kansas City yeah. uh, was out there basically saying that that was the worst thing. What Brad, a bad day to be Baldomero Toledo. Who Brad was Evans was out the there being like, yo, dude, that, that was a bad call. And they're like, Brad, sit down. You haven't played in forever. <laughs> Brad was in Seattle. I did see on his uh, Instagram or Snapchat or some of the one of those social media things that he was in Seattle. No one, um, no one more heartbroken about him being here and not getting to see him than my wife. <laughs> so, oh, cool. oh, she saw him. <laughs> oh that? no, she was she was in Europe. Yeah, we also brought my child's mother to Europe with us, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice of you guys. Yeah, that was. She actually paid. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, the entire world came crumbling down on Baldomero Toledo uh, for making a call that was so 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 bad. I typically like Toledo just fine. Like, and I, the, you know, we always focus all our ire on Salazar from back in the day for just being so clearly biased. But Toledo is usually okay. I guess not though. I would I would agree. I would say that Toledo is one of the guys who. Um, I never worry. He's just like, oh, that's an MLS ref. He's regular MLS bad at refereeing. Not like particularly bad at all. Um, and yeah, I haven't had Salazar hasn't drawn my ire in any amount of time uh, recently, but I do believe that Toledo. Now oh, the injury generator can explain everything. Toledo with an eye infection. He couldn't see Brandon. <laughs> that's what happened. It's okay. Uh, this is not really related, but I used to, um, back, uh, when I, I was used in to college, love eye infections, bro. I had like a hundred. It was awesome. So many dude. Pink eyes, my shit. <laughs> uh, you just like, that's where the VAR and Brandon's toilet and pink eye just all come together. Uh, when, so I used to live in Bellingham and, uh, when okay, I was in college, and I mean, it's, it's a fine place. And, uh, for a while up there and I, there's still a team up there, but there was a, a semi-professional team called Bellingham United. Um, and every time I was at the game, uh, there was always these guys that sat in the seats right behind me who would always like when the referee would make a bad call, um, which if you're watching semi-pro soccer is always, it's effectively um, like me refing the game. If you make any call. It's not so great. And 
the, their their insult of choice, and this is something that still sticks with me every time I watch a game. Um, every time I like, even if it's a professional game, it'll, it'll come into my head, and I don't say it because I know how silly it is. But they would say, "Ref's got a girlfriend," and I'm and at no point was I like, "Are we are we insulting him? Are we are we congratulating Does him?" Does his on- wife know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it so, was so a that's funny... a gay joke. Is that what that is? I, I don't, I, but no, it's like a, it's like a, haha, you're not gay. I can't believe you have a girlfriend. <laughs> no, I think it's like trying to say that like he's sweet on the team that, fa- that gets favored from that. Like, oh, it's a, see, I probably should have picked up on that a long time ago, but you're so innocent, Brandon. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Was, that, was that little, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's got a girlfriend. <laughs> So, Brandon, some big news out of Los Angeles today. I was really surprised to see this and bummed about it, and I just never thought that the guy really got his motor running again after leaving Seattle. Big Ziggy Schmidt news. Uh, Yeah, it's very big news. Ziggy out. Years after uh, getting fired by the Sounders, or I don't know, maybe he they, it was a conscious uncoupling. Uh, <laughs> Ziggy leaves Seattle, uh, takes some time, goes and gets hired by LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy, who got thrashed by Seattle five to nothing a few weeks ago, and then went and tied LAFC one to one, and then went and got thrashed by RSL six to two. LA Galaxy currently so so bad in MLS. Um, they are, well, you know, actually when I look at it, they're only three points behind Seattle somehow on the, on the schedule, but yeah, but they have Zlatan. They do have a literal camel, a literal camel Zlatan Ibrahimovic walking among them. Um, I think that they should just have promoted Zlatan to head coach at this point. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and, uh, and chief sensei. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and here's the thing. I uh, Ziggy Schmidt is a great, great man who is just MLS version one, and we're on MLS ten at this point. Um, I think I think Ziggy, who coached Jelly Galaxy like in the early two thousands, and then I think the game in MLS has evolved quite a bit since then. Th- th- in uh, thanks to him, uh, in part. Yeah. But yeah, totally. I mean, you can't you can't you know discredit his accomplishments of taking the Sounders to to four U.S. Open Cups to a Supporter Shield, all of the different. I mean, he coached half the season that the Sounders won their first MLS Cup. So uh, I don't know. I don't know much about the guy um, on a personal level or just from just from watching him. It always felt like he took guys that were better than college, but not good enough to leave the states. And made them winners. And it feels like now that MLS has enough money that we can attract dudes from other countries here more easily. And you start to see teams being put together that have to manage some young, big, fast names. Like you look at your Atlanta United FC forever, and they have a bunch of like young dynamite players that need somebody who's a little bit more forward thinking. And I think that uh, just from watching Ziggy is not the is not that guy to do that. And it's crazy that Schmetz is because he's like an old school guy too. But I think that there's, uh, as the league changes, maybe he is not making those changes the same. I wouldn't like, I hope it's not it for him. I hope he still continues coaching, but like, do you, where do you expect to see a guy like that end up? 
Uh, that's a great question and it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I think that he probably, if he if he picks up another coaching gig, maybe he goes back into college because uh, I, I that was a passion for him when he used to coach UCLA. Um, I used to maybe, see him at Jimmy John's a lot. Maybe he could deliver. <laughs> he can't deliver results, but he can deliver a mean sandwich. Podcast over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moving on, next headline. Oh, yes. Okay, so the next headline is the Inter-Miami Sound Machine FC United. Yeah, man. Uh, Miami has come onto the scene. They are officially going to be called Internacional Miami Football Club. Um, They play in Miami. They're owned by David Beckham. Uh, Interesting side headline is that Antoine Griezmann, current star player for Atletico Madrid, has said that... Go ahead. Keep going. (laughs) Has said that if um if Beckham decides that he wants Antoine Griezmann on the team Griezmann will in his contract at Atletico runs until you know something like 2023 or 2022 but if Beckham decides that he wants him on his team after that he will go sorry my computer's taking as a mind of its own it's just playing ads on YouTube now <laughs> so wait Anton Griezmann was he made everybody mad because he was gonna make the shock switch from uh, Atletico Madrid to Barcelona yeah. in the offseason everyone got real mad at him so then he decided not to but he's that caliber guy that could be going to Barcelona and he yeah so yeah and what's crazy is that he we're talking about Anton Griezmann in 2023 everybody's like oh well by then he'll be an old fart Except he'll be 31 and he'll still be Antoine Griezmann. So whatever the next you know four years happen and whatever crazy thing can happen to his career, still having a player of that caliber in MLS at 31 years old would be pretty impressive. At 31, at least he's not Wayne Rooney age. I don't even know how yeah. old Wayne Rooney is, but he <laughs> Wayne looks Rooney like he's is like 34. <laughs> but that's a that's like a vital three years. That's like Clint Dempsey yeah. retired. Yeah. Uh, funny fun fact. Wayne Rooney is younger than Cristiano Ronaldo. That is a fun I, like, fact, Brandon. Thank that's, you. That's to me. That's a. It's it's like a fact that these people were born at different times, and one of them was born first. But in my mind, it I can't quite. You know, I can't quite. Those two think that you, I I can't even. Well, no, because Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney has looked fifty since he was twenty six. Is the difference. <laughs> And Cristiano Ronaldo is like Benjamin Buttoning, you know? He like he, he sure he looks a little older, but I think he might be younger. Like his cells might actually be ahead of the game now. He he turns 36 and a new ab pops out. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It's named after him too. <laughs> this is Cristiano 14. Wow, whoa, really? That's, how do I get that? You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> um, uh, in another headline, a San Jose San Jose <laughs> San Jose earthquakes have a, are officially mathematically eliminated from MLS Cup playoffs already. And uh, at, while Atlanta and New York Red Bulls, the top two teams in the East, have both clinched a spot in the playoffs. So what you're saying is that if San Jose go on a run even better than Seattle's, they can't even make the playoffs. San Jose could win every game for the rest of the season that they could play <laughs> and still not make it. Uh, they're on 20 points. That's also, half. also, don't worry. San Jose will not do that. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think San Jose could beat themselves. 
That's not a thing. I don't know how that would even happen in a scrimmage, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we'll take a preview of what's happening this coming weekend as the Cascadia Cup continues to roar forward with a big shot for Seattle to bring it home again. Cool. All right, Vancouver has three Cascadia Cups in the MLS era. Sounders and Fartland both have two. Great stats there, Brandon. Nicely done. Sounders beat the Whitecaps 2-0 earlier this year with a goal from Ladero. Hello. And Rui Diaz made his debut in that match. It seems so long ago, but I've also been gone for forever, so... I think it's fascinating that a season that started so poorly for Seattle, there was no Cascadia Cup play like until like midsummer. So really, a garbage first half of the season had like no impact on this. Set us up for what the Cascadia Cup is, real quick, even though it's like diehard Sounders fans. Just in case someone doesn't know. If you're listening to this and you don't know what the Cascadia Cup is, the Cascadia Cup is a uh, trophy that is competed for by the three teams in the region called Cascadia. Those three teams are Seattle Sounders, Vancouver Whitecaps, and the Fartland Timbers. Um, it's date. It dates back to I don't even know uh, long before all three teams were in MLS. Now that all three teams are in MLS, uh, since since it's been an MLS era, like you said. Vancouver is leading the way with three cups, um, which is funny because they're the only team of the three that haven't won a um, MLS cup. An MLS cup, right? And so, but this year the Sounders are actually in a good spot to win this trophy. So now that <clears throat> we could go into the details of you know each team plays each other. Um, it used to be each team played each other three times. Now you play two teams twice and one team three times, and the one of those three games doesn't count in order to make it balanced. Um, this year, the Seattle's Seattle's first game against Portland didn't count, which is fine because we lost. But then we played the second game and we lost that one too. Um, but the Sounders do have uh, two wins out of three matches played so far, and they are leading both Vancouver and, and Fartland, who both have three points. So Sounders on six points right now. Uh, Vancouver and the Timbers both on three points. And so a win this weekend means that Seattle wins the Cascadia Cup. Yes, exactly. Uh, straight to the point. Seattle wins this weekend. They win the first Cascadia Cup in quite some time, uh, which is uh, just fun to have something in the trophy case and have something over your local rival- rivals like that. What's more crazy about this Cascadia Cup is that currently uh, the three teams are competing for a trophy uh, that is fun and regional and whatever. But the current standings in MLS are are also super important to this match. So, in fifth place in the West, Portland Timbers on forty four points. In sixth place in the in the West, Seattle on forty one, and in seventh place in the West, Vancouver on forty. So, with a win, not only can the Sounders uh, uh, win the Cascadia Cup, they will also jump Portland into fifth place um, with. Uh, both tied on 44 points, but Sounders would have the tiebreaker. And a game on, in hand. And a game. No, no, they'll both be on 27 games. Oh, is Portland off this weekend? Portland, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Um, Losers. And uh, if Vancouver wins, they will leapfrog Seattle, and they will go into sixth place, and Seattle will go down to seventh. So even with the Sounders' eight, definitely not nine wins in a row, um, they aren't The playoffs quite aren't cemented. Safe. Yeah, exactly. yeah. This this thing can, carries on. They still have to get results. Yeah. So this game is important for so many reasons. We're talking playoff uh, implications. We are talking 
Um, but dude, look, you know, there's a cup implications. There's a lot going on. So LAFC in third place down to Seattle in six. There's only five points covering that. And Sounders have a game in hand right now over all of the teams above them. So a win this weekend, suddenly things get really interesting. And one more after that at some point, And you're like talking about way better playoff odds come the end of the season. Should they be able to pull it off? So just a couple more results and momentum here, winning the Cascadia cup, whatever it takes, just beating Portland right not Portland, but beating the Whitecaps, whatever it takes to just get those three more points could be a huge difference right now, more so than even some of the previous matchups have felt in the last month or so. Exactly, and and honestly, right now the playoff implications are a bigger thing to play for from the, than for this uh, than this trophy. However, to 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 win this game, to get that trophy, and to have bragging rights for the next year, uh, it's it's all going to be good if Sounders can go up to Vancouver where they'll play at BC Place, where um, I've experienced some of the worst fans I've ever experienced in an away stadium. Uh, if you're listening to this from Vancouver, uh, go f- yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, it's my dream to go to a uh, Sounders Whitecaps match up there and just kind of like pretend to be a neutral, just like go up there and watch it all happen because I've only seen a Portland or Fartland match before. I've only gone down to their stupid stadium made of windows or whatever it's called and seen something there back in the early days of this rivalry, but I've never been up to BC for this and it seems like it's super fun, but you say the fans are awful? When I used to work uh, for the Sounders, I was traveling with S2 at the time, and uh, S2 played Vancouver Whitecaps to the following day, and so the the host put uh, just basically gave um, the entire S2 traveling team and staff uh, tickets to the to the first team game. So it was Vancouver versus Man, DC. Their fans United. must have been so upset they couldn't buy those tickets. <laughs> yeah, they they were so they were so uh, they were you know I think that the tickets were just in such high demand that they stopped trying to sell them and just ended up giving them away. That, I think that's, that's what usually it was. how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we went up to the match, and, and I'm with you know uh, the entire S2 team, which is led by Ezra Hendrickson at the time, who is a very tall Caribbean man. Uh, who looks super tough and is very tough. And I'm also with Damian Lowe, who once punched Clint Dempsey. <laughs> I am also with O'Neal Fisher, who is a scrappy mofo. I am all like, so all of these players on S2 who are just like guys that you don't want to mess with. And as we're walking out of the stadium, for some reason, in a game that the Sounders weren't even playing, all of the Whitecaps fans were trying to pick fights with Ezra and Damian. And I was standing there the whole time, like, okay, I'm the PR guy. How am I going to spin this into a way that. <laughs> If a fight goes down, uh, that Ezra definitely didn't murder a dude. <laughs> I love that you know about a guy punching Clint Dempsey. I think that's my favorite. Okay, uh, yeah. so so you look at the matchup here this week. I have not been able to keep up with the sound. I really don't know. I just have seen a couple awesome replays, and one of them is this incredible ability for Smith, the new guy, to send in these wicked crosses between the defense and the keeper right under the foot of an onrushing attacker. I almost see him as a potential hero for this. I mean, I would have said Freddie Montero, because that's like the last time I watched soccer, it feels like he was still playing for Seattle, but like... <laughs> or Vancouver. Who, who do you see, or Vancouver, <laughs> who do you see as the person that you think is going to get it done for Seattle? Uh... First of all, I forgot that we haven't talked about Brad Bradsmith since we first talked about him signing for the team. Yeah, Brad Bradsmith is dope, dude. He's so, so good. Yeah, he's big and quick and so sharp. And man, he really puts a pass in. 
yeah, he's he's uh, he's absolute monster in the best possible way, uh, and absolutely he could be the hero. But I think, and I'm starting to realize this more and more, that while I love the guys who score the goals and I love the guys who do everything in the midfield and who are tenacious, like your Christian Roldans and your your Nico Ladeiros and your Ozzy Alonso, uh, I think that my all time hero for this season is going to be Chad Marshall. Yeah, man, love that. And I think that uh, you know uh, Vancouver's villain will. Uh, be either Kai Kamara, but most likely Alfonso Davies, the guy who is like, I don't know, he's like four years old. He was the Bud Light Limerita Virgin, <laughs> uh, Virgin Limerita man of the match who uh, just, he will be joining Bayern Munich after this season is over. Holy God. So we're talking about, um, we're talking about a, a quite an attacking duo who are at the top of their game right now. And I think Chad Marshall more than ever is going to be extremely important in the back. I see Kim Kihi playing, uh, playing a huge role. He's been so great all season and he's so quick and decisive and puts in some crushing tackles that if he gets it right this weekend up North, I think that'll be huge for Seattle. All right. Assuming that you tuned out and you're just rejoining us right now and the TLDL too long, didn't listen. Welcome back. Uh, too long, didn't listen. Gregor, you should go to Europe more often. <laughs> oh, we didn't get a chance to talk to this. I moved it out of the uh, down to the headlines. He shoots, he scores, he even shits. Congratulations <laughs> to Mr. E- uh, Andres Evenshits. Uh, former sounder, celebrated a remarkable moment for his national team, Austria. He and two other players were honored for their final caps on their national team and posed for a photo holding a jersey with the number of appearances. They've made for Austria on the back a bit of a catch, though, for us juvenile bunch here, Brandon. What number did he have? The man called Evenshits proudly held up his jersey with the number 69 on the back. (laughs) You can't even say the number without laughing. (laughs) So as you wrote here so childishly, he shoots, he scores, he even shits. He shoots, he scores, he even shits. Yeah. <laughs> All right, move on. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, too long, didn't listen. Ziggy 2020, I want Ziggy to coach the U.S. men's national team next. Hold on. Pick pick your poison here. Are you trying to tell him to run for president, or are you trying to get him to run U.S. soccer, the U.S. men's national team? Both. <laughs> I feel like the president should run the U.S. soccer team. That, I think that's it. I, I want to see Trump out there in some sweatpants yelling at DeAndre Yedlin to kick that ball further. No, you know, the problem, there's there's too no, many. No, 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 no. We're leaving it at that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. TLDL, VAR equals Brandon's toilet eating his poops and giving everyone pink eye. <laughs> Take a look at your crystal ball, Brandon, and tell us what you think for this weekend's match. It's in Vancouver, BC Place, 7 p.m. on Saturday. Seattle Sounders FC taking on Vancouver Whitecaps, a battle for sixth place, and the Cascadia Cup. What do you see, Brandon? In the totally clear, totally crystal Pepsi ball, um, I see so many own goals. (laughs) (laughs) MVP. MVP. I'm going to I'm going to call there's going to be a what do you call it? I'm calling for the hat trick off of the fragile head of Chad Marshall. Hey, what's not his head? It's his neck. <laughs> his, his head stumps.